Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right, we are back with an instant reaction podcast here. Uh, Miami 9, Texas A&M 17. Tough game. Miami was in the fight uh, for the entire game. Um, Don't really want to do the whole uh, participation trophy thing. I get it. Miami did not accomplish what it set out to accomplish, which was to win the game. I do think there was plenty of good to take from the game, and I think, of course, there's plenty to improve uh, coming out of the game. Um, let's start with the big, biggest area to improve on. It's pretty obvious. It is red zone touchdown efficiency. Hurricanes uh, took four trips into the red zone against Texas A&M and scored zero touchdowns. They settled for field goals on three of those trips. Um, One of those red zone field goals was blocked. And really, if you wanted to boil it down simplistically, what was the biggest difference in the game? It was that red zone touchdown efficiency. And then the second thing was the turnover battle Uh, when Tyreek Stevenson as a punt returner, um, you know, got caught in a tough spot with the ball bouncing to him and he didn't quite know how to react and he decided to catch it as a Texas A&M, uh, defender was bearing down on him and he fumbled that ball, which essentially gave Texas A&M, um, for all intents and purposes, basically like an explosive play. It gave them life. 
Uh, Miami had just forced a three and out and uh, was starting to maybe see some momentum early in the game. And that turnover wiped all that momentum away. And Texas A&M made Miami pay with their possession after that turnover, scoring a touchdown in the red zone. Texas A&M took two trips into the red zone and scored one touchdown. Um, The offensive, the, the passing game for Miami was sporadic. And, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of culprits in terms of why it, it isn't clicking yet. Um, but to me, the biggest thing is Miami just needs some sort of playmaker at wide receiver to step up. And that is now amplified with Xavier Restrepo out. Um, you could argue, you know, his absence was felt in a lot of ways on Saturday night. The aforementioned punt return fumble because Restrepo is the primary punt returner. And, you know, it would have been nice to have him in the passing game to move the chains. And sometimes when the passing game was a bit of a slog slash, there was many, many drops. Um, I also think it's fair to say, and I don't think he's the issue at all. I don't think he's the big issue with the passing game. But Tyler did miss on a throw here and there. Um, But overall, you know, I I just think the receivers need to step up. You look at the top wide receivers uh, going into the game in terms of, like, what the snap count's going to be and and the starters. Uh, Keyshawn Smith targeted eight times. He only caught three passes for 42 yards. And Michael Redding targeted seven times he caught three passes for 29 yards so both those guys a combined 15 targets uh, six receptions for about 71 yards that's not efficient that needs to improve Um, I do think you can see you know at times Josh Gaddis can uh, get guys open on play designs unfortunately you know, Tyler Van Dyke had 41 passing attempts, and you, you, no offensive coordinator can do that on 41 pass attempts. So uh, some receivers have to step up and make plays on their own when, the, when those opportunities come. I think it's somewhat encouraging. We saw Jacoby George flash a little bit. Uh, he generated a 24-yard uh explosive play and it was really he he hurdled a guy and uh seemed like the Texas AM defender clipped his shoe and uh that caused him to lose his balance a little bit if he didn't lose his balance there he, he probably would have scored a touchdown um so you know I think there there's a potential answer there if Jacoby shows that he can be trusted in practice um to be worked into the offense a little more as a potential explosive threat um In terms of what was good with the offense, I think there's a lot to be proud of with the run game. Uh, Henry Parrish, 16 for 85. Jalen Knighton, 14 for 79. Um, 
And in addition to that production, I think the offensive line in general controlled the line of scrimmage, which is nothing to gloss over when you face a big, physical, talented uh, defensive front like Texas A&M. So I think that is highly encouraging moving forward. You know, Mario Cristobal is building this identity around the offensive line, and he's already getting results in that way. Um, Thad Franklin, one carry um, on the day. You know, as we look at red zone touchdown efficiency, and I'm not sitting here saying Thad Franklin is better than Henry Parrish or better than Jalen Knighton, but with Thad Franklin being a bigger back, I think it's fair to wonder if it might be worth getting him involved more in the red zone as a guy that can kind of fall forward and pick up that tough yardage that you need to pick up when you get into the red zone. I also think, you know, part of it's tough, the uh, the red zone stuff, because on all those drives, Miami put together long sustained drives texas a&m did a really good job of playing the field position battle all day they had miami backed up and if you look at the drive chart uh miami's red zone trips they they uh those drives were 12 plays for 65 yards that ended at the a&m 10 yard line uh the next red zone drip trip it was 12 plays 73 yards that drive ended at the A&M 18 yard line the next red zone trip 12 plays for 71 yards that drive ended at the A&M 4 the next drive 16 plays for 83 yards that drive ended at the A&M 16 that drive started at Miami's own 1 yard line so you know, there is some encouragement there. I mean, how many more of these type of defenses will Miami see? Will this Miami offense be able to punch it in the end zone against uh, other defenses? Um, you know, improvement is is needed. But I do think they showed the ability to put together long, sustained drives and run the football, which is what this offense is going to be about. Um Defensively, um, I think, you know, the defense was excellent. They did their job. Uh, Texas A&M quarterback Max Johnson, 10 of 20 for 140 yards with one touchdown, sacked him three times. Um, You know, I think Jimbo Fisher pretty much had a simple game plan of we're going to get the ball to two guys, Devin A. Chain, the running back, and Anaya Smith. Uh, in the passing game, those two guys were targeted 13 times. Again, Johnson threw it 20 times, so uh, he was really zeroing in on those guys. And in the run game, of course, Devin A. Chain, 18 carries, 88 yards. Um, so he did his thing in that regard. And really, you know, Miami's offense, I think, was better. Uh, they just couldn't get in the, get it in the end zone. But Texas A&M's playmakers did show up. That difference did show um, in that Texas A&M attack. Um, But overall, Miami's defense played very well. They did their job, played well enough to win. 
I think you could even make the argument, you know, look, that touchdown uh, that came off the Tyreek Stevenson fumbled punt. It's tough putting that on the defense. Um, But, you know, in those adverse situations, you could also say the defense needs to show up. I thought um, DJ Ivy had maybe his best game as a Miami Hurricane. He was excellent. You could tell Jimbo Fisher wanted to attack him early, and he stood up to that test with a couple of big pass breakups in the first half, and then they kind of went away from him when they saw that that wasn't going to work. I thought Daryl Jackson had a really good game. Uh, Leonard Taylor flashed. Overall, the defense was good. James Williams was all over the place uh, as the leading tackler. He also came up big on some pass breakups. So, um, you know, this is a tough result because Miami was right there in terms of like, in terms of the type of game Miami wanted. This was the type of game Miami wanted. They just couldn't get that touchdown. They couldn't get the ball in the end zone against this type of team. I will say, I do think if Miami can play at this level, even improve a little bit from this level, this is a team that can win 9 or 10 games in the ACC. Now they have to keep building from here, um, but that level of play against the ACC is going to win plenty of games this year. I would also say, even though Miami lost this game, For the rest of this season, I would much rather be in Miami's shoes than Texas A&M. I just feel like Miami has the potential to find more answers than Texas A&M does in terms of fixing issues. Um, And yeah, I guess the last thing I'll say is, you know, look, I think we're, we're seeing the early signs already of the impact Mario Cristobal is making on this program, the offensive and defensive lines. We're really strong today, and this team stood into stood in the fight for four quarters, made it a four-quarter game. I can't remember the last time Miami did that against a serious opponent away from Hard Rock Stadium. Um, so again, no consolation prizes. I get it, but you can already see the culture and the identity shifting. Um and now it's about keeping it moving forward. So I'll have more uh, insightful thoughts, I guess, when I'm not tired at 2 in the morning and after I get to watch the game more closely um, on a replay. So appreciate everyone listening. Tough game. Until next time, take care. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 